Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, your go-to resource for medical news and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Amanda Balby, with Consultant 360. Today, we're speaking with two amazing researchers who recently presented their latest study on pulmonary arterial hypertension at CHEST 2021. Can you both introduce yourselves? Um, hi, my name is Bashara Rizvi. I'm an academic hospitalist at St. Agnes Medical Center in Fresno, California. Hi, uh, my name is Dr. Vijay Balasubramanian, and I'm a professor of medicine here at uh, UCSF Fresno. I also direct the pulmonary hypertension program. Pleasure to meet all of you. Great. Thank you both so much for joining me today on our podcast. To start, Dr. Rizvi, can you give us an overview of your study and its findings? Yes. So my research, um, it's on hospitalizations of idiopathic pulmonary arterial hypertension um, in U.S. It's basically a comparison uh, 10 years apart, comparing 2007 versus 2017. Pulmonary arterial hypertension hospitalizations are associated with high morbidity and mortality and high health care costs. There aren't that many um, population-based studies done on this topic. There are some registries that we use uh, to get data, demographic data on hospitalizations. But um, other than that, we don't really have that many population-based studies. And that's what made us do this study. For the data, we used the Healthcare Utilization Project, uh, the National Inpatient Sample Database. It has the administrative data of about 1,000 hospitals within U.S., and it has 8 million hospitalizations. It represents about 95% of the hospitalizations data in U.S. To identify the patient pulmonary arterial hypertension, we have to use ICD codes. All patients over the age of 18 were uh, included. So what we saw was that um, there was a significant decrease in number of hospitalizations. The number of uh, female admissions continued to stay high in both 2007 and 2017. They were like 65% and 68%. When we look at the race, whites continued to have the highest number of admissions compared to other races in both years, 67% and 64%. There was a slight increase in African-American and Hispanic admissions, but not very significant. It was from 17% to 19%. There were some um, regional variations when we looked at the trends. The hospitalizations in the Northeast region had decreased, but there was increase in the hospitalization in Midwest, South, and West. When looking at the all-cause mortality, so this was pretty uh, good results. There was a significant decrease in all-cause mortality. Uh, in 2007, it was 6.4%, which decreased to 4.8% uh, in 2017, and it was statistically uh, significant. There was no uh, change in length of stay. It was A median was around five uh, for both years. Then... When we look at other predictors of all-cause mortality in hospitalization, patients in the age group of 
45 to 64 and over 65, they had higher mortality compared to those who were admitted between the age 18 and 44. Then uh, compared to females, males had significant higher mortality, even though females had higher percentage of admissions around 60%, but males had higher uh, mortality. Compared to whites, African-Americans and Hispanics had lower rate of mortality. So whites had higher mortality. When we look at the bet size uh, for mortality, even though there were higher percentage of admissions in larger bedside, small bedside hospitals were associated with higher uh, mortality. Then we looked at the cardiac arrest outcomes Compared to 2007, in 2017, there was higher percentage of patients who were hospitalized and had cardiac arrest, and an event of having a cardiac arrest was associated with significantly higher mortality, and it had a adjusted odds ratio of 27.2, which is um, significantly high. In conclusion, this is basically a retrospective uh, cohort study of patients with diagnosis of idiopathic pulmonary hypertension, and it compares the outcomes of admissions 10 years apart. What we saw was that hospitalizations have uh, decreased from 2007 to 2017. Mortality has also significantly uh, decreased uh, from 2007 to 2017, but there is a significant increase in healthcare cost for the hospitalizations. And this is again, retrospective study using a database. So we need more studies from hospitals that we can use to get more data on a similar topic. Uh, there were some limitations that I do want to mention that basically we only use the ICD codes to get to the diagnosis. So it won't be very accurate because some patients may not have the diagnosis of pulmonary arterial hypertension, but the ICD code was used. Or if there was a readmission of a patient with pulmonary arterial hypertension, it counts as a new hospitalization and the admission might not be accurate. Well, thank you, Bashara, for that uh, very nice summary of the study. So as uh, Dr. Risby indicated, the hospitalization data pertaining to pulmonary arterial hypertension is actually not very common at all. And this particular data set derived from the national inpatient sample database really helps reflect the dynamics of PAH over a 10-year period. If you see the drop in hospitalization may be attributed to obviously more effective therapies, better diagnosis, and patients are being treated very well. And that is anticipated clearly in 10 years, we are doing a better job of diagnosing and treating pulmonary hypertension. And it may be reflected by this reduced number in 2017. And then the female male distribution is also very congruent with findings because this is a female predominant disease. And this database represents that split quite nicely. And the predominant Caucasian population uh, representation may just be because it's still uh, a white predominant disease. The numbers in the other 
ethnic minorities are substantially lower and therefore we may not be able to pick up a loud signal there. Now, what was interesting was the regional differences, which Dr. Rizvi alluded to, where the Northeast actually saw a substantial reduction in admissions. Maybe one can postulate that the concentration of pH centers, if you look at the pH centers map, around the Northeast area is extremely dense. There are a number of centers providing expert level care. But as you start moving to the Midwest, to the South and the West, the concentration of centers are become more and more sparse. They're not as close to each other compared to the Northeast. Therefore, access to care might be an issue in these type of geographic areas, which might be the reason for that signal which is actually a very interesting observation. Great, very well said. So how can clinicians use your findings to improve patient care? This data helps to get a more global understanding of the management and the inpatient activity and the discharges. So how does this data reflect on an average practitioner is your question. And that might be related to if you are a pulmonologist in a location, it's good to understand who is your local expert center and try to see whether the pulmonologist or the cardiologist or the primary care provider can build a bridge. And it goes the other way around too. The expert centers need to reach out to the local pulmonologists and other practitioners to establish a relationship with them, getting to know them. That way it facilitates better patient referral and reduces difficulties with access to care. Obviously, better treatment modalities have substantially impacted inpatient activity, which is a good thing. But obviously, the other thing that's also reflected in this study is the cost of pH management is very high because the management options that we have with all the therapies are unfortunately very expensive. This may, we do see a signal of that in this particular study. Obviously, more robust data would help in delineating some of these aspects further, but at least we can get very pertinent signals from this data that would impact care for pH patients. Dr. Rizvi, any thoughts? For example, as, as me, I work as a hospitalist. If any hospitalist see patients that have pulmonary hypertension, we should make sure to refer them to pulmonary hypertension centers or pulmonary hypertension specialists for better care. Absolutely. So what is your next step in this research? What's next to study? This study was done by using a database um, that's available to us with many limitations. I think we need to do more of wider hospital-based studies or a multi-center study to be able to get more data regarding the demographics and the hospitalization outcomes. Dr. Rizvi's writes, to get more specific information further based on the limitations of the information that you can derive from this particular database, one can look to other major registry databases like the FAR registry by the Conway Hypertension Association, which may be able to throw some light on some of the more finer aspects of pH, inpatient hospitalization data, mortality outcomes, and all of that. 
we were also planning to look into the hospitalization of using the more current ICD coding system and look for any new differences within the subclasses of PAH. But that is something that we are contemplating depending on the limitations of the database itself. Great. And do you have any final thoughts to summarize? I think the most important aspect of this particular study was it throws significant light into, in a positive way, that the hospitalizations for PAH have substantially reduced in a 10-year period. This might be because of improved awareness, detection, and better treatment uh, opportunities and modalities. And the other crucial aspect that we see is the regional variations may certainly reflect or uh, represent access to care uh, issues from uh, expert centers. One needs to make sure that there are uh, efforts done to uh, improve patients' access to care, uh, improve awareness, and that would lead to uh, earlier diagnosis and uh, better treatment and therefore better outcomes. Perfect. Thank you both for speaking with me today and answering my questions about your research. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amanda. Thanks for the opportunity. And Dr. Rizvi worked really hard on this project, and I congratulate her for coming up with such a lovely project with very important information and look forward to see whether we can get more data in future.